0: Welcome back to the Adder Girl Podcast with your host, Kara Denison. If you don't know me, I'm a Forge contributor and executive career coach, a business consultant, and the host of this Adder Girl Podcast. And today I am so excited for this episode. It's called The Art of Public Speaking with an amazing guest, Carissa Karner. Carissa, how are you today?
1: I am doing so well. It's so nice to be here.
0: I am so glad to have you here. I am really, really excited to talk to our guests about public speaking and how we can calm our nerves with that type of stuff for job interviews and just talking in general and but you have had a really interesting journey to get here as a public speaking coach I did yeah and prior to us recording we actually found out that Chris and I had a very similar childhood surprisingly enough we were both very shy and intro, introverted uh, kids I was so shy, Krista. I don't know. I don't think I told you this, but I was so shy that I used to have my sister go and knock on doors during trick-or-treating to go say trick-or-treat for me. (laughs) And I would just wait on the lawn. I was that shy. I know. Is that crazy? Oh, (laughs) poor little Kara. (laughs) Yes. That is so sad. But I was so shy. But now look at us. We're on a podcast that goes out to thousands of people every single week. It's crazy how life takes us, right?
1: That's right. We can ring doorbells and trick or treat anytime. All day
0: long, all day long. (laughs) Uh, So, what got you from being a very shy little kid to now teaching other people to speak confidently in Mm. public? Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. Well, you're right. I was so shy. As you were saying that, I was thinking about how I was so shy that I was afraid to sneeze. I taught myself how to make a sneeze go away so that I didn't sneeze in public. Oh no! (laughs) I was really afraid to disturb anyone or bother anyone. And so I really, I didn't know how to take up space. I didn't really have a voice at all. And then when I was in sixth grade, I had this incredible teacher. Her name was Mrs. Zerenberg. We called her Mrs. Z. And she said, we're going to do a class play. Mm. And I thought, well, that sounds so exciting and so incredibly terrifying, but I'm going to try and do it anyway. Mm. And I was so scared, but I went and I, we had to audition. So I auditioned for this role that I had chosen. And probably because I was the only one who auditioned for that Uh, part, I got cast. Congratulations. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) But Mrs. Zurenberg had to pull me aside and she said, you know, Carissa, I'm so glad you're in this play, but we can't hear a word. You're saying my voice was so quiet that no one could hear me at all. And so she had this idea. She was so encouraging and so loving. And she said, okay, here's what I want you to do. She taught me how to breathe deep into my diaphragm. And then she said, now I want you to go out and say your lines to the trees. I lived in Yosemite National Park, and she knew where I lived. And so she said, go out and talk to the trees. So I did. I went out and I said my lines to the trees as loud as I could. It it took me several weeks, but I finally got loud enough that I could stand on stage and be heard. Mm. And it was through her encouragement and her kindness and through practice that I was able to do that. And it was really a pivotal moment for me it was like something opened up and I realized that there was a place that I could go and I could be loud and I could be bigger. I could be silly. I could even be weird and it would be okay. And that grew in me a love for the theater. And so from that point on, I I started pursuing acting
0: Awesome. So, yeah, you did not start out as a public speaking coach at all. You Mm-mm. went into acting. Tell me Mm-mm. a little, tell us a little bit about your acting career because it is fascinating.
1: Yeah, I've had a pretty wild acting career, not typical at all. Because even though I was good at speaking on stage, I was still really timid and shy off stage. And so I found a lot of really weird and interesting ways to perform. One of those was I became a clown with Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. How cool is that? Uh (laughs) I also, I performed, uh, I performed as Elena from Zorro. Do you remember the Zorro show? Elena Catherine Zeta-Jones. I was... Catherine Zeta-Jones' Elena at Universal Studios Theme Park. And oh my sword god, font. that's my dream. <laughs> I
0: always wish I could have been Catherine Zeta-Jones and Zorro. How cool is
1: that? <laughs> <I'm so jealous. laughs> I, I even, um, I puppeteered from the inside of this big puppet, this tri- big triceratops puppet at the Natural History Museum. So that oh. was a, a wild thing to do too.
0: So from clowns to Zorro to dinosaurs, what happened? What happened mm. after acting?
1: Well, actually doing that dinosaur puppeteering job was really hard on my body. And so I became injured and realized, oh, you know, I might need to have a different career path that isn't so physical because all the acting I was doing had a physical component to it. And I realized, you know, I've always been the person that people talk to. I've always been the people that strangers come and tell their life story or the one that friends come to cry to. I think I'd really love to be a therapist. Mm. And so I I went back to school, I went back to graduate school in my 30s, and I became a psychotherapist and eventually opened a private practice and um, really enjoyed I've really enjoyed doing that for a long time now. That's
0: awesome. What are some of the things that you focus on in your, your therapy practice? I know I saw on your website, EDMR as well.
1: EMDR EMDR, EMDR. I'm sorry. yeah that's okay <laughs> it's a common mistake so EMDR is it's eye movement desensitization and reprocessing it's a yeah. mouthful mm-hmm. but it's just a particular kind of therapy that's really good at getting to the root of whatever the issue is whether it's trauma or it's just something that's happening in present time that isn't working so well or getting in the way of a person achieving what they want to achieve. I work a lot in my practice with female entrepreneurs, mm. actually really helping them to expand and grow, get confident and be able to use their voices mm. as well. That's awesome. I
0: have dabbled a little bit in EMDR. I always get the, the you know, the letters switched up and it's, it's really fantastic. And I know we were talking prior, that therapy back in the day, when we were kids, it was so it was a lot more rigid, right. And, and now it's just mm-hmm. great to be able to do therapy the way you want. And now you're looking to expand even further into coaching, which is so exciting. So what made you want to expand your, your practice even more into public speaking coaching specifically?
1: Yeah, exactly. I love being a therapist. And it's so wonderful to affect people's lives in that way. And I also really wanted to do more, I wanted to be able to step out of the therapy room and affect bigger change in the world, not just one person at a time, but to be able to coach groups of people, and to combine all the different parts of me which I think is really my magic to bring in the background of acting and public speaking and my skill and my training as a psychotherapist Mm -hmm. and really be able to support other people to to feel comfortable and confident in using excuse me feel comfortable and confident in using their voices yeah so
0: now that you're branching into coaching and doing this coaching program what can people expect when they work with you especially one-on-one when it comes to Uh, I know, building out their signature speech?
1: Yes. So right now I have a package for people that it's called four weeks to your signature speech. And we look at fleshing out their signature speech, the thing that they use whenever they go and they want to present at a networking meeting, or they can break apart and use for something like a podcast interview, Mm -hmm. or they can use when they're just networking with friends to talk about themselves as well as really reducing the anxiety, the fear, the performance anxiety, the imposter syndrome that comes up around speaking and being visible.
0: So that feels so comprehensive because not only is it the tactical stuff, right, of learning how to be a public speaker or to really get your speech, the what, the, you know, the, the, what are you going to talk about things like that, but really the, the underlying anxiety that comes up around public speaking because that's sometimes people's biggest fears, right?
1: It really really is. Yes, and that's what I think is so important is public speaking too. You know, it isn't just doing a TED talk or doing a big presentation. That public speaking can be as simple as going to ask for a raise. It can mm. be going to job interviews. And that so often there is that I'm not good enough that performance anxiety that comes up. And so I really believe that an important component is To learn how to calm that anxiety, as well as know what to say and how to say it in the most effective and authentic way possible. Awesome. So we're
0: going to dive in on the second half of the show of really how to deal with some of that, uh, the emotional part of public speaking. But before we do, what are two things that you absolutely, in your opinion, cannot leave out of either a good speech or presentation?
1: Hmm. There are so many things that are important. And I would say the two things you absolutely cannot leave out are a powerful beginning and a powerful ending. Ooh, okay. Because people remember best what they hear first and last. Mm -hmm. And so it is so important to start with a bang and end with a bang. Because when you start with a bang, you grab your audience's attention and they want to listen. And when you end with a bang, they remember you they remember your message and what you shared with them. And hopefully you'll leave them wanting more.
0: Oh, I like that. I like that. And you teach good beginnings and endings in your program, right? I do. That's cool. a huge part of it. That's <laughs> like foundational, of course. Now, a lot of our listeners are, you know, in either a job search, or they're going on interviews and things like that. Um, before we take our break, what maybe are your top three techniques that maybe some of our listeners could use to, to really rock a job interview and stand
1: out? Ah, yes. Something I think is so powerful is when you have stories to tell as part of your interview. Mm -hmm. Stories really set you apart because anytime somebody tells a story, the other person wants to listen, Mm -hmm. especially if there's a conflict. So what I recommend is first think about three of your strengths. What strengths do you really want to talk about in this job interview?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then come up with three stories one story for each of your strength. it could be from your professional life but it could be from your personal life but have that story really find the conflict in it and find the resolution and then tell the story tell it to your dog or your cat tell it to your friends and family tell it enough times that you know it's just familiar to you don't memorize it just know the story in and out mm-hmm. and then you've got three stories in your pocket that you can pull out for interview questions and when you tell a story, rather than just answer in, oh, I did X, Y, and Z, or, oh, I think this logistical thing, it brings magic into your interview. It helps you connect with the person or people who are interviewing you, and it really sets you apart. Absolutely. And then I, I think you asked three things. The third thing I would say is just do that focus on connection. Don't mm-hmm. worry about being perfect. Mm-hmm. Focus on these, this other human or these other humans that are there with you. And really just be in the connection and don't worry about being perfect.
0: Hmm. I absolutely love those pieces of advice. That's actually uh, how I coach my clients to answer interview questions is by using using storytelling for that reason is it, it makes people right, your listeners picture themselves with you when you're explaining that uh, solution or that result or that achievement that uh, you accomplish and that you're trying to convey instead of saying, yeah, I did X, Y, and Z, and this was the result. It's you're painting a picture and they can actually picture you doing it for them in their department, their team, etc. So the power of storytelling is absolutely critical. So that's a fantastic uh, piece of advice is really having um, a couple of stories and practicing them, not memorizing them, but practicing them so well that they just roll off your tongue and making that connection with people. is. People like to work with people that they like. So having a good connection rapport is definitely a good tip as well. I love it. Yes. Good. Uh, so, Carissa, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll, we'll dive even deeper into some of the the deep stuff that comes with public speaking, the anxiety, the imposter syndrome that I know you and I face and I'm sure if we face it, everyone faces it, right? So let's, absolutely. Take, a, absolutely. So let's take a quick break break and we'll be right back. Feeling stuck in a job that no longer excites you? Sure, you have to work to pay the bills, but who said that it had to be miserable every step of the way? If a global pandemic taught us anything, it's that life is too short to be spending a minimum of 40 hours at a place that makes you feel unhappy at best and unsafe at worst. Collectively, we're entering a new chapter where work-life integration is the norm, working in a flexible environment is desired, and where we want to make an impact while we grow and advance in our careers. If you've been feeling like it's time to make a change, Optimize Career Solutions is here to help. Whether you're looking for your next corporate job or you're looking for advice on how to start or grow your business, we've got you covered. At Optimized Career Solutions, we provide you the support and tools you need to succeed on a path that's ideal and fulfilling for you. With all levels of support, we're here to help we offer resume and linkedin optimizations group mentorship and our six-figure career boost unlimited coaching program with unlimited one-on-one and group support until you land your offer and now for the side hustlers and entrepreneurs out there we're also offering business consulting on a one-on-one basis with yours truly get actionable strategies customized to your business designed to help you scale grow or start schedule your free consultation with us to learn more about how making a change in your career is even more exciting when you have a team of experts on your side talk directly with myself or my husband, Jack, our accountability and mindset coach now to see how we can support you by going to schedule.optimizedcareersolutions.com. Let us give you back control in your career. Your free consultation is just a couple of clicks away at schedule.optimizedcareersolutions.com. And hey, if you're a woman, join us on Facebook in our free network called the Optimized Career Women's Network, designed for both professionals and entrepreneurs to gain new skills, network, and support each other. It's just facebook.com slash groups slash optimized women's network on Facebook. We'd love to have you in there. All right, welcome back. So again, we're with Carissa. She is fantastic at helping people really overcome those fears and anxieties when it comes to public speaking. Uh, Like we mentioned at the top of the show, she does have coaching one-on-one to make sure that you are perfecting your signature speech in her four weeks to your signature speech uh, program that she has, where you can really work on reducing your anxiety around public speaking, building your main message, your powerful beginning, and your powerful ending which are two of your foundational pieces to having a really solid presentation or speech. Priscilla, what I really want to dive into on the second half of this show is some of the things that a lot of people struggle with when it comes to either being on a podcast like this, going into an interview, asking for a raise, doing a TEDx talk, or just generally speaking to groups of people sometimes it is really just the nerves that come in, right? The anxiety. I feel like when you ask people what's your biggest fear, one of the top ones is public speaking, isn't it? It is. It's higher than death. Isn't that crazy? Yes. I would yes. absolutely rather do a speech than die, but that's nuts. Uh, Wow. So you must mm-hmm. be dealing with a lot. I mean, you're the perfect coach. You have a whole background in therapy to really help people overcome this. So if mm-hmm. this is one of your fears, but you want to tackle it, Chris is your girl. So what are some of those you know, tips to calm anxiety before speaking up, whether it's a presentation, a speech, or even just asking for a raise?
1: One technique that I love, there are so many wonderful techniques for easing anxiety, but one thing I love to do when you're preparing and you find yourself really worried about your performance is to do something called mental rehearsal.
0: Hmm.
1: And it's basically just what it sounds like. You rehearse in your mind. Okay. What's really cool about this is that when you go through the event in your mind beforehand, your brain yeah you know, our brains don't really know the difference between what we imagine and what we actually do oh. so in a way it's like you've already done it and you've it's already gone well, and so then when you do it for real, it's not quite as scary and so this is how you do it. This is how you do a mental rehearsal. It's very simple. You just begin a little bit before the event and run a movie in your mind or if you have a hard time visualizing, just think of think it through in your mind. but run a movie in your mind from just before the beginning all the way through to the end. See it going well. See it going, it doesn't have to be perfect, but mm-hmm. just see it going well. Okay. And then, and this is the really magic part, is then imagine yourself after the event has ended telling somebody about how well it went. Oh, okay. So, for example, I I was a little nervous to come on the podcast. I'm always a little bit nervous before I, I do any speaking myself. It's normal to have a little anxiety. And so I actually did a mental rehearsal and I saw us connecting and I imagined that I knew what to say and I saw it going really well all the way to the end. And then I imagined, and this part hasn't happened yet, I imagined myself at the end of the day telling my husband, oh my gosh, I had the greatest experience I loved being on this podcast. It felt so incredible. I loved talking to Kara. It was just great. And that is kind of the censure that puts it all together. So not only are you imagining it all going well, but then you're seeing yourself telling someone how well it went.
0: Ooh, I love that, Chris. Well, first of all, it's happening exactly as you imagined. <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, this is an amazing technique. I'm so glad that you shared that because I've done the mental rehearsal before, but I've never done that end cap of telling someone and, or you know, mentally rehearsing that. And that does feel like a completion because it's almost felt like, well, I'm rehearsing this, but I'm now I'm re-rehearsing it over and over and over again because I don't know when to stop rehearsing. So mm. I love that. I really, really love that a lot. Now, Crystal, one thing that I do want to ask you, though, is I have this problem <laughs> Where sometimes I will be really prepared, beginning of a speech. Like for instance, I just went on this retreat. I was super prepared. I was really ready to go. But as soon as I got up there, I was really nervous. As soon as I got up there, like I started Mm -hmm. talking and I was fine. But then something triggered me and I got really nervous. And so I started losing my breath and I felt like I was out of breath. And I was fine after I kind of got over it. But do you have any like recommendations or tips to calm your nerves if they take over like in the moment?
1: Mm. Oh, I love this question because this happens all the time. It happens to me. It happens to other people who speak and present. And there are two things that I recommend. One is if you can, drop your breath, drop mm. your breath down as low into your body as you can, or even imagine breathing in and out of the soles of your feet. Mm. That's the first thing I would do. And the second, which I think is even more powerful, is to let go of perfection Mm -hmm. and focus on connection. Mm -hmm. So I mentioned this before in talking about job interviews, but any time you're speaking, when you come back to focusing on connection, realizing that the person or the people in front of you are all human beings. They have their own challenges. They have their own struggles. They have their own gifts remember they're human and just come back to that heart to heart connection that can shift everything because then you don't have to be perfect. It's not about putting on a show, but it's about staying connected to your audience. That is such a
0: good tip. I will, those two tips together are really, really helpful because at the end I was getting out of breath and I was like, you know what? Screw it. I don't care. I know these people, as long as I'm providing value and I'm connecting with them, that's great. But the breathing thing i felt like i was so shallow breathing i was like i i turned around and grabbed a sip of water and just took a big gulp of breath because i had to felt like i had to reset and i i wish i could just remember soles of my feet mm. breathe all the way all the way through and i think that would have helped. so mm. i love that tip because that happens to me all the time i'll be in the middle i'll be fine then all of a sudden i'm like oh i can't breathe <laughs> so thank you for sharing that personally yeah, i
1: love I love what you did too, though, is that you took your time to take a moment, to take a sip of water and to breathe. Your audience isn't going anywhere. They're there and it's okay to slow down, to take a breath, to pause. In fact, sometimes that can make your words even more impactful. So that is an excellent tip as well.
0: Oh, well, look at me. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Now, here is a question that I have for you because I know that you and I, prior to recording, talked about how we struggle with this. Um, and I know, uh, I know whether you are, you know, just starting out in your career, just starting out with your business. I work with clients who are directors, VPs, executives at some of the top co- um, companies across the country. It doesn't matter who you are, but we all, almost everyone, suffers from imposter syndrome, and it's tough. It's tough to go in and ask for a raise or a promotion or network or going for a job interview or reach that next level of your business when you're stuck in imposter syndrome. So do you have any advice for our listeners who are stuck in their imposter syndrome and freeze up when they want to use their voice? How can, mm. how can they really overcome that?
1: Hmm freeze up is so much of what happens when we're stuck in imposter syndrome, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It, It's very debilitating. And I think so often I know this is true for me when I'm stuck in imposter syndrome, I just want it to go away. Mm -hmm. I just want it to, I want to get rid of it. But what I found, and this really comes from years of therapy and, and what I've learned is from being a therapist and some of the skills I use is that the most effective thing to do is to be curious about that part of ourselves. Hmm. So I call it the ABCs of calming. And the first part is just allowing. So the A just allow, Oh, here's my imposter syndrome. Hmm. What if I just allow it to be here? Hmm. And then B is breathe, breathe some space around it. You may notice how you feel in your body, just breathe some space around that imposter syndrome feeling in the body. And then C is be curious. So rather than trying to tell yourself you're bad or you shouldn't feel this way, be curious. Oh, here's this part of me that's feeling like I'm not good enough or I'm going to do something wrong or I'm going to fail. Huh. I wonder what's going on there. You may even talk to it. You know, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid will happen? What might help you calm down? What do you need right now? And being really kind and loving to that part of ourselves, actually, I find to be so much more effective than trying to push it away or shut it down.
0: You know, interestingly enough, I find that to be very helpful advice for almost any of our shadow parts, right? Or any of our parts that are a little uncomfortable or a little bit, Ooh, I don't really want to deal with that right now. Um, yes. It's funny. I've been talking about this. I'm glad you brought it up. I've been talking about this for a long time in the last couple of weeks with a lot of people that are important to me. I notice it in generations, right? So a lot of our older generations or women in our older generations, whenever anything bothers them, they, they tend to, it's easier to push it down. And really that's just an easier thing. I feel like a lot of times we've been told Uh, And maybe it's, it's something that we grew up with as being shy people who don't really want to disturb people. Your emotions are too big, Mm. it's easier to hide them. But the problem is, is that when you push them down, they're still there. And the longer you push them down, it's, I know I'm going on a tangent, but the longer you push them down, it's harder to deal with. And they just become bigger. And mm-hmm. so I feel that whenever anything is there, if you can be curious and you can breathe space around them, it allows you to heal a little bit faster and, mm-hmm. and get to know yourself more. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing with imposter syndrome. Why are we feeling that way? Breathe space, take care of yourself. Um, and it helps kind of, you get to know yourself a little bit more exactly. and heal, heal those parts too.
1: Exactly. And I I think in doing that too, that when we tend to that part of ourselves, we're tending to that part of ourselves from another part, Mm -hmm. which means the part of us that's feeling the imposter syndrome, that's not all of us. Mm -hmm. That we're more than that. We are also somebody who's had many successes. We're also somebody who Can still go to the interview even though we're scared. We're somebody who maybe wants to step on stage even though we feel nervous about it. And so when we're able to engage with ourselves in that way, we remember that we're more than just the imposter syndrome.
0: Yeah, that's a good point to bring up too is that a lot of times, whenever there's like we're all made up of parts, right? And whenever there's a part of us that is screaming very loud, pay attention to me, you feel like an imposter, it's just a part. Of you, and that part might just need a little TLC, but that's not all of you. You're still the badass, you're still the the mom, the daughter, the sister, the every other role and part that you play. Um, but sometimes, when one part's screaming very loud, it's very hard to remember that it's not the whole of you. Mm-hmm. Oh, you said that beautifully. Yes, oh, well, thank you. I'm not a therapist, go to Carissa, she's much better. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, Chris. I am so, so glad that you came on to add a girl podcast today. It was you dropped some valuable golden nuggets for us on how to really overcome a lot of our anxieties and some really valuable tips I'm going to be using for sure moving forward. Is there anything else that you would definitely have to make sure that our listeners know before I let you go?
1: The only thing I would say is, is just reminders of some of the things we've talked about is to remember to use those stories, remember how important your beginnings and endings are, but more important than all of that, don't worry about perfection, focus on connection, whatever you do. I love that so much. Connection is so important.
0: So guys, here's how you can find Carissa and you have to be following her because she shares some incredible stuff. A lot of great uh, videos on her Instagram. You can find her at Carissa Carner on Instagram at C-A-R-I-S-S-A-K-A-R-N-E-R. It'll be in the show notes as well. Um, Her website is fearlessspeak.com and she has a really awesome download. It's fearlessspeak.com slash speak where you can download her three steps to fearless speaking really awesome tips in there you guys have to download it she also has a Facebook group called fearless speakers in training she is showing up and really providing some incredible uh, value in that Facebook group so it's facebook.com slash groups/ fearless speakers on Facebook so definitely check that out and of course she has her four weeks to your signature speak uh, uh, four weeks to your signature speech rather um, Program where you can work with her one on one. Guys, do not wait on this. If you have a speech, if you have a podcast you want to start, if you have an interview coming up, if you have anything where you need to be in public or you're just a little bit anxious, you can work on reducing your anxiety around public speaking. You can build your main message, your powerful beginning, and your powerful ending with Carissa uh one-on-one so that's uh, awesome that's really really cool so make sure you're checking her out and thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of add a girl with carissa you can find us on facebook at add girl podcast and on instagram at add underscore podcast this episode of add has been a girls girls media broadcast make sure you check out all the rest of the podcasts in the girls girls media universe in case you didn't know we have a podcast for you almost every day of the week I'm starting out your week with tips on how to live your best life every Monday with the At a girl podcast. Tracy white is bringing you her incredible astrological and wisdom every Wednesday, hang out with Brittany and Meredith on Thursdays for the ultimate slumber party, where you'll be sure to laugh and learn a thing or two and test your trivia knowledge on Fridays with the family road trip, trivia podcast. Also join all of your favorite girls, girls, media hosts. And Chris now has joined, uh, the girls girls community on Facebook, the absolutely free group and the best place on the universe. We're there every single day of the week. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today, Carissa.
1: Oh, thank you. This has
0: been such a joy. Oh, it was so good to have you. I'll have to come back. Guys, make today the best day ever. Have an amazing week, and we'll see you next Monday.